0: hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings happy hour sponsored by Lake monster Brewing and that's badass woodart.com remember to use promo code CT pocket for 20% off any one item at that's badasswoodart.com and while you're here please like And subscribe to our YouTube channel we're doing a giveaway at 3,000 subscribers uh, whoever is subscribed to our channel once we hit that point we'll be entered into a contest to win a skull a custom skull piece by our sponsor that that's badass, wood art. So, uh, join today, continuing the draft conversation. Someone we had the priv- privilege of meeting in uh, at the Senior Bowl is JP Acosta, SB Nation. How are you, my guy? It's been the uh, it's it's been a chaotic three months since we've seen you.
1: Yeah, it's been good. Uh, good, glad to be on. It's the first time. I'm excited. It's always always got to bring some energy <laughs> you for the first time. But it's, it's been a pretty chaotic three months. Got to Doing some moving and shaking, but we're here We're draft is about to happen. We're winding
0: down into the final stretch and I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Everybody sort of like goes into draft season a little bit different. Is there, is there something unique about what you do when you, when you're evaluating prospects or do you focus on a specific group? I know today we're going to talk about defense and corners, but what's, what's kind of your process in the off season, getting ready for the draft?
1: So in the offseason,
0: I'm all right, I'm,
1: I cover and watch college football a lot. So I have, like, the top guys already, like, I know who I'm going to be watching. But when we get really into draft season, I like to watch the guys for, like, positions that I played growing up. So I start with defensive lines, start with linebackers, and then I build out my uh, knowledge from there. So I'm getting now into doing more work with corners, safeties, DBs, trying to fill out everything, and eventually we'll get around to watching mostly everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a lot of prospects uh, to watch. And you mentioned the defensive line. We can touch on that a little bit today. We also have uh, next week, Devin Jackson, who you're very familiar with, will be joining the show. We'll get it to pick his brain a little bit too. But uh, the Vikings' defense last season was abysmal. And that's, I think that's putting it nicely. Uh, ranked nearly dead last in the NFL in a bunch of statistical categories, a lot of aging veterans gone. Um, But there's still some needs on this team. And so you touched on defensive lines. Let's start there. Are there some guys in this draft that you're pounding the table for, whether it's first round day two, day three, um, that could be potential fits for the Vikings? So one guy I
1: think about along the defensive line, I'm not sure how long he's going to be on the board just because of how good he is as a pass rusher. But I love the fit of B.J. Ujulari and the Brian Flores defense. He's not the best against the run right now. But dude's got bend out of the wazoo. He can get he can get after a, pat, a pass here. That's love That's it. what he does. I love the guys where he's not – It's weird with this pass rush class where there are a lot of guys who are going to go through you, or we have a lot of guys who are more better as stunters or loopers on Mm -hmm. pass rush games. B.J. Ojulari is not that. He is a bend around the corner. I'm going to beat you with speed and burst. And because of that rarity in this draft class, I think he's a really good fit for a Brian Flores defense. You think about guys like – you think about a Jalen Phillips – who Brian Flores drafted in Miami. He's turning into a potential star, superstar in the NFL. But you think about a guy who can come off the bench and be a designated pass rusher, as Daniil Hunter and Darius Smith get up there in age, he could be a guy
0: that I really like his fit in uh, Minnesota. For sure. And Miles, I can't remember. Ryan's not – we have another co-host on this show. He's not here, Ryan. I can't remember. Was it you or Ryan that liked B.J. Ojolari? I think a
2: little, I think both of us, to be honest, okay. um, I've watched. I haven't watched enough of him to like pound the table for him. But I think there's a lot of upside and opportunity there in a in a three four defense that the we and we've talked at nauseam about the Vikings' future needs. So right now they have um, Daniel Hunter, they have uh, Zadarius Smith, and then they have Patrick Jones and uh, DJ Wanham. But DJ Wanham's going into a, his final year of his rookie deal. Um, and then there's D- Daniel Hunter and Zaydeary Smith. who are basically on one year, one year deals with the Vikings. So the Vikings kind of have the uh, this future need there. Whether because at some point, you know, Zaydeary Smith's going to be gone. Whether it's a trade this offseason or or they release him next. Um, Daniel Hunter is kind of in a weird situation where he's doing a lot. Of, he's doing extension, but do the Vikings give him that extension? So there's a lot of that like up in the air. And if the Vikings were to go and spend a high pick on an edge rusher, outside linebacker. Like it, B.J. Was a lot, Ojolari, I think that would just tell us a lot of where, where to go. But I think he would be a good fit in this defense.
0: One guy that we've – I got Miles on the hype train a little bit, so I'm curious to know your thoughts a little as well. But uh, is Mozzie Smith. Uh, we've we've fallen in love with him. Uh, the pass rush upside is there. I just think he's a he, – he's got immense upside. And I also think he'd flourish in, in a Brian Flores scheme.
1: Yeah, I think right now, I think I like more the idea of what Maisie Smith can be yes. more than what Maisie Smith is now. And to a point, to an extent, that's what you're doing in NFL yes. draft. That's what you're evaluating. You're yeah. not evaluating guys for right now. You're evaluating for what they can become. What we know about Maisie Smith is simple. He is a really good athlete for the defensive tackle position. He has a lot of burst. He has explosion when he can play, when he plays to it. But there's just so much inconsistency right now. But if you get him in a Flores defense where you're just like, hey, man, you got one gap and you just go, maybe <laughs> that'll take away some of the inconsistencies that he has in his game where if you simplify the defense, he'll, he'll succeed
0: really well.
2: Do you think do you see could... Mozzie? Go ahead, Miles. I was just going to say, do you see Mozzie fitting better as a nose tackle in a 3-4 or a nose tackle in a 4-3 where he's got a three tech next to him?
1: I think right now I think he would be best as – a nose tackle in a 4-3 because I just think when you give him the ability just to turn off the brain and go, I think uh, one Mm of my favorite quotes by Coach Vass is, football is a simple game made uh, difficult Mm -hmm. by coaches. You tell a guy you have one gap and go, that's exactly what Maisie Smith can do. I think coming from Michigan, he played a lot in that uh, 3-4. He's doing a lot of two-gapping scheme, but you get him in a one gap, he can potentially be
0: good another defensive lineman that I, I had fallen in love with as soon as we got back from uh from the senior bowl is Wisconsin's Keanu Benton um and he's getting a lot of hype now like hey, you can't shut up about him well I again I think it's another one of those guys that uh, that has that upside I know I know not everything is there for him but when we think about someone trying to replace Dalvin Tomlinson in this defense, uh, I think Benton could be that guy. Curious your thoughts there, JP. I think I'd
1: rather like Benton as a nose in a 3-4 than Maisie Smith. And one of the first things I noticed when we were in uh, Mobile for senior bowl that's, that's a big dude.
0: Yeah, he's big a huge.
1: Dude, long dude, huge hands, huge arms. And he, he uses those hands, like, extremely well. When he gets his hands on you, they're, they're not leaving I think there's still a little bit of upside with the pass rush, but he's a ready-made run defender. He showed he actually flashed a lot more pass rush in one-on-ones than I thought he had shown
0: all season at Wisconsin. I think so, he was like fourth last year in all of college football with with pressures. He just couldn't execute on on, on completing and getting sacked. So like
2: Marcus Davenport.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was. He's he's a guy who's going to get
1: a lot of pressure from the inside, but maybe that pressure is going to turn into a sack for somebody else. Maybe it'll end up being an uh, incomplete pass. He's like the glue guy you want. You, in every starting five, you, every basketball team, you got a glue guy who might not get all the numbers, but that team does not work without him. And Keanu Vinton's one of those guys where you put him in the middle of a defense. He'll be, like I said, ready-made run defender. He has an a pass rusher. He'll probably get a lot of pressures that don't turn the sacks for him, but just clean up for other guys.
0: Miles, who was the guy on, on I'm I'm spacing on his name. They called him Mr. Fund- Fundamental on the Vikings. You remember that that defensive lineman?
2: Oh, it's, um he shit, he, he not...
0: went to he went to Seattle and then he came back, but I can't think of his name.
2: Yeah, um damn it, not, not I got it. Give me <laughs> give me 2 seconds cuz <laughs> I I know I know now I know exactly what you're talking about. Um give yes. 2 seconds.
0: Not not that I'm saying Keanu Benton is this this player, but uh there was a there's a while here in Minnesota where come on, this come on, particular player and I can't think of his name. Uh, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna yeah. Just give me two seconds. I got it. Um, <laughs>
0: was labeled Mister. Shamar Steffen. Shamar. There Stephan. it is. There it is. Shamar Stephan. Uh Maybe maybe a better version of Shamar Stephan, The the uh, Mister Fundamental.
2: Well, um, when Keanu Benton kind of has that like Kwon short to him, mm-hmm, right? Like yeah. Yeah, that's like. But I know Kwon short kind of played a little bit more the three tech. Um, three, three, four DN, and and with Benton having that flexibility and that versatility in the interior, which which I think is one thing the Vikings really need from a, a defensive lineman. They kind of have Harrison Phillips in kind of this no man land right now, but um, I think that's that's okay because he he kind of has that ability as well.
1: Yeah, I think especially for a Brian Flores defense that requires their guys up front to do so many different things. Yeah, disguising blitzes and pressures. You're going to have edge guys. Dropping deep into coverage, you're going to have defensive <laughs> line guys dropping. You're going to have linebackers rushing the passer. You have safeties coming from everywhere. You need guys who can wear multiple hats along yeah.
0: the line, and that's what Keanu Benson can do. Before we switch to the cornerbacks for the second part of this episode, are there any other? Let's say, let's say day three prospects. I don't know if you've gotten that deep in the weeds. I know there's still some time before the draft, but any day three defensive line prospects that you think would be a good fit.
1: I think there's one guy and he caught my eye during the senior bowl. He caught my eye actually during uh, the shrine game that we watched, I think. And it was Jose Ramirez from Eastern Michigan. Okay. He he played, um, he was at the combine. He had some really nice moments at the combine showing some nice bend. went back and watched. You can see the bend on tape. He's another guy where the play weight is not right there yet. Yeah. like You get him in an NFL, like you get him in an NFL weight room, you get him around guys who can, I mean, the Vikings weight room and training facility is going to be a whole lot better than what it was (laughs) at Eastern Michigan. So you're hoping you can turn him into something as a rotational pass rusher. But I think he's got a lot of tools that somebody can work with.
0: And that's what you want, right? On those day three prospects, you want those guys with, with developmental upside. And I'm, Count me in, man. I'll go check him out. A little bit of his...
2: a—he's a little bit of a tweener, though, right? Like,
0: yeah, you know, is he a
2: little bit on the smaller end? You know, sub yeah. two fifty. But I think that's okay. I think, I think with some of his athleticism, um, especially like the three cone, he killed it. I'm just, um, I I remember I remember seeing him at the senior bowl. Didn't know a lot about him going in, but I think from a smaller school guy, and, and like you said, uh, JP on like the, on day three, that's those are the types of upside guys you want to take a chance on and develop.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna bet on that agility every time. Yeah, <laughs> see that from a lot of big guys.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's turn the page over to to cornerbacks. Probably the deepest position in this uh in this class, and the Vikings are in need of it. Um they they lost Patrick Peterson this offseason to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They did bring in Arizona Cardinal corner Byron Murphy, but they also let go of Cam Dancer. So the 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 cupboard is pretty bare. When it comes to the Vikings cornerback room, obviously, barring a trade up, which I do not see happening, they're not going to get the top guys. But where are some where where are you at with this cornerback class, and who are some of your favorite prospects? I think
1: it depends on your flavor of corner in terms of how this cornerback class is shaking out. I think for me, I love a corner who's going to be physical, aggressive, yes. and man coverage who will set the tone out wide you need you need some guys we talk about tone setters on the, the line, linebackers you need some tone setters on the outside yeah, you need some guys yeah. dogs
0: face in, enter that or enter that meme with that with the dog x-ray yes that the exam- dog in him
1: and speaking of <laughs> x-ray at the dog in him he's going to be way out of vikings range unless he trade up but devin Witherspoon is one of my favorite guys to watch just cb1 you know, he has the mentality of a linebacker playing on the outside the corner <laughs> And he's only like six feet, one eighty-eight. He is not a big guy, but he plays so much bigger than his size. He has a lot of production. I think in a man-heavy scheme, you just put him on the the other receiver and forget about it. Just go, go worry about somebody else on the defense. And his pro day
2: was guy. Yeah, his pro day was today. Ran a sub four in the mid four fours. I think it was four four three, something like that, in that range.
1: Yeah, that'll play. That will absolutely. Yeah. Play. yeah. <laughs> I, um, another guy who I'm really intrigued by is Joey Porter Jr. Of course, Joey Porter Senior. We know who that. We know who that is. But Joey Porter Jr. <laughs> he he plays with so much aggression, and I think sometimes it gets the best of him because he wants to use his length and his aggressiveness and his hands to disrupt at the line of scrimmage. But when he misses, you're gonna know that he misses because it, he misses pretty bad. And the same thing with. Deontay banks from Maryland. I think they they kind of play the same style of ball where they want to be up in your face, physical. I don't want them playing any off coverage. I don't want them playing any zone for real. I want them in man. I want them dictating the pace of the play. And I, I actually love the Deontay banks in Minnesota fit. I think he fits the athletic profile for what Brian Flores wants in the corner. He's going to play press. He's going to be physical. You can watch the Ohio State game. That's all. That's all the Deontay (laughs) Banks experience in one game. One one play, he's just absolutely shutting down a rep. The next play, he kind of guesses, and you know he guesses because he gets beat immediately. (laughs) Deontay Banks, another one of my favorite guys to watch in this corner class. Because, like I said, sometimes you need you need a little little dog in you at corner. You can't always (laughs) play off coverage. Come up and be a man.
0: Deontay banks has been mocked to the Vikings quite a bit recently. And I think it's obviously because he fits that kind of profile. You mentioned that Flores looks at, um, we're also looking for more physical corners. Who are some guys on day two, um, that could fall into that category. So I'm
1: still looking at some guys in day two who I think will fit. Um, I'm not exactly sure how high or how low these guys will go. Um, I think the physicality of a guy like Darius Rush, a guy that we saw in Miles. Mobile, in Seattle, <laughs> that's another one of our guys, uh, me, Miles, and Devin, immediate winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just love how patient he plays at a line of scrimmage. He is going to be in your face, but he plays with so much patience there. You can tell that at South Carolina, they played him a lot in off band, they played him man but he plays with patience he's not going to guess a lot and i think he got overshadowed a lot because of cam smith another guy who's gone a little underrated with the rise of devin witherspoon up to the top of the draft board but that's another really good corner prospect i think both of those guys on day two could potentially be good fits i worry a little bit about the size and the middling kind of athleticism rankings but clark phillips is a baller i I know that like we're gonna look a lot at athleticism. Be like, oh, well, he only ran this and sweet on was this. That, that guy's a baller. Like let's put him anywhere on the field. I think he can potentially play nickel if you want him to. He's just a guy you want on the field. His ball production's there. He can play in a man scheme. They played man at Utah. That's another guy on day two who I think will fall because of the run or the rise of Devin Witherspoon all the way up to the top of the draft board and the run that's going to happen on like edge players and tackles are going to push some
0: corners down the board. Go ahead, Miles. I, th- I think you were going to say something there.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to, so, so there's been some talk. Like, So the Vikings are, are looking at guys like Brian Branch from Alabama who kind of has that hybrid safety. I kind of view him as like a, a, a Tyron Matthew type kind of Tyron Matthew kind of played, he played corner in college, but he had that safety versatility and nickel nickel versatility Jartavius Martin's another guy who I view in that, like, Brian Branch mold. He's kind of a safety corner hybrid, but that nickel, that, like, core nickel player. And I've been really looking for the – like, I know the Vikings signed Byron Murphy, which I'm a huge fan of. Miles predicted
0: that, by the way, back in, like, October. But keep going. I did.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What are are your thoughts on guys like Brian Branch and and Jartavius Martin, for example? You you mentioned Clark Phillips, who kind of fits that mold, too. But he has more outside versatility, I think. Um, But what do you think – of like those types of players in this Brian Flores defense?
1: So I think Brian Branch is the perfect Brian Flores defender. I think he is everything that he wanted, that he wanted Minka to be in Miami yeah. to, a, to be like a guy who played nickel, but also can move the safety and nickels. like, no, I'm just going to play safety. Brian Branch is a nickel. That is a nickel guy. He's so smart in the underneath areas. He play he's coming from a saving system. You know that they run NFL concepts there. You know he's smart when it comes to route distribution, when it comes to taking good angles on the ball. He's a sure tackler. That's he's like he's the perfect modern nickel. The long speed, I I mean that's that's a, that's a little that's what bit
2: safety helps for. That's what safety that's, helps for.
1: Exactly. There are eleven guys on the field.
2: But <laughs> you know,
1: help each other out a little bit. And another guy, Jartavius Martin, he really popped up on my board when I was watching a lot of Witherspoon and I was watching the Combine. I think the athleticism is there. I think you worry a little bit about of course with the Illinois defense, a lot of that a lot of that ball production was off of bad throws caused by defensive right. pressure or tips. <laughs> worry a little bit about that, but the guy is all over the field. He and Sidney Brown, just all over the field. They played him everywhere. Sidney Brown, of course, was a little bit more of a box safety, and they played Martin a little nickel, played him deep. So I think he would be a pretty good fit as a nickel. I think Martin would probably be best maybe as a deep safety. I'd rather him okay. as a deep safety than a, than a nickel, but there, again, just uh, so many guys now, and I think it comes with the evolution of college offenses and body types and on defense, you're going to see a lot more guys like Brian Branch who are these big nickels who have experience playing corner, but they just move inside because that's where all the action is.
0: A couple other guys that, you know, we, we all watch down at uh, at the senior bowl that I like as, as potential day two, two prospects are Tyreek Stevenson and, uh, and Julius Brents. Uh, has your evaluation changed on them since we saw them? Uh, back at the Senior Bowl, so I think Ty- I think I have to go
1: back and watch Tyreek Stevenson. Based on what I saw at the Senior Bowl, I think he played arguably his best ball at the Senior Bowl. Miami was very rough this year, <laughs> but you you'll make a bet on the physicality and the athleticism that he has. He was shutting down court, shutting down receivers for most of the uh, day in Mobile before he got injured. And Julius Sprints is one of my guys. Keegan Renault put me on uh, late in the late in the season this year, and I'm like, man. This corner is really tall. Are you, you sure? They play? Play? I was like, man, they moved this receiver over the corner. Like, are we <laughs> sure about this? And but no dude can play the physicality and the aggression. We talked a lot about tone setters on the outside. Julius Prince is a tone setter. He gets after it on a screen plays to the outside run plays. He wants to be involved in run fits. I think he's probably a little bit more of a zone corner. I think I worry a little bit about the hips. Because you're always going to worry about the hips who are a big corner, but that guy just get him on the field, get him in like a quarters Tampa two defense, and just let him let him play, let him be aggressive, let him play physical, disrupt the line of scrimmage. I think, I think he he's going to be a good player for a zone heavy team. He's going to be a real good player.
2: I One think bit. of like the, the the Richard Sherman Seahawks teams. Every mm-hmm. time I think of a, a, a Julius Brantley yeah. type of corner archetype for that cornerback position. Like go, go to Seattle and pe- with Pete Carroll and thrive like <laughs> Tariq Willen did last year.
1: Yep. Just go, go find Pete Carroll or a Pete Carroll acolyte because yeah. <laughs> you, you <laughs> look at Dan Quinn, you look at Gus Bradley, those guys are going to fall in love. Gus Bradley is going to love Julius. A hundred percent. A hundred percent a guy. You look at after they trade Stefan Gilmore. That's a, that's a, a Colts guy for
0: sure. <laughs> One guy that probably doesn't fit our scheme that I did fall in love with down at the, the senior bowl is Caillou Blue Kelly. Um, Haven't heard his name very much lately. And that's probably more so because he's not, he's not really a fit for, for what the Vikings are going to, going to run here. But uh, who are some, who are, who are some other guys as we kind of round out this show that you, if you were in the, in the, in the war room, you'd be pounding the table for. So, I'm going
1: to go with corners and safeties for this one. One of my guys we saw in Mobile, Daniel Scott. That is one of my guys I'm going to pound the table for. Versatility all over the field. Plays both safety spots, play nickel, special teamer. I think he's a better true safety than Ashton Davis was coming out of Cal. Ashton Davis was just very, very, very fast. Daniel Scott might not be as fast, but he is a better true football player. Than Ashton Davis was. He's going to make a team very happy in terms of day two, day three guy who's going to come in, be good on special teams, and then you put him in the game.
2: He's going to find the ball somewhere. I think Bro, another that guy... dude, that dude tested like crazy. I'm just real. I, I don't know a lot about Daniel Scott, but I just quick looked up his like mock draft of him. Like, God damn, yeah,
1: <laughs> he, he tested it. He tested. Yeah. it. no surprise. I think another guy we talked. You talked a little bit about Kai Blue Kelly and yeah. He he would be a perfect corner if Ed Donatel was still here. He is a Fangio (laughs) corner. You can tell when he lines up and by the way he plays the game that he is the son of a former football player. And he he plays like it. You get him in a zone defense. His knowledge of playing in zone is very advanced for his level. But, again, the speed is an issue. The hips are an issue with man. But you want a guy like that in zone where he just picks apart your offense and he's able to see routes really well he's able to see routes develop and like when we were in mobile he jumped a couple of routes like multiple days where i'm like oh okay i (laughs) I like i like this like you we see you have my attention (laughs) that's another guy that i would love to just have on a team just get him in my room play zone let's let him cook i think another guy and this is 100 percent Florida State homer. Jamie Robinson is such a good vibes <laughs> player. Such a good vibes player. He was talking trash all week in Mobile. He's he's <laughs> like 5'10, 205. He's not the biggest guy, but he is absolutely going to try and hit people as hard as he can. You want him down near the line of scrimmage. You want him making plays. He would sure. he's a perfect 49er BD. They just play with physicality. You get him, you can coming, have him coming out of the roof. On um and quarters coverage, just get him around the ball. He's gonna talk so much shit. It's gonna, be, <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious. He's gonna start so much shit and it's gonna be great. Those are a couple of my guys, and I'm really intrigued to see where they fall. And then another guy, also mobile, not really sure where he's going to play in terms of safety or linebacker, but Marte Mapu. That's that is a <laughs> ball player.
0: Vikings I, I, brought him in on a on a top 30 visit. That is
1: a certified ball player. He's he's got speed. He's got range. You can move him to linebacker. I, I think he is the perfect like. If Aziz Al-Shair or like Drake Greenlaw, when they were coming out of college, I feel like I get those same kind of vibes from Marte Mapu. Or they just you get him with a will in a four three or just get him on the field as a run and chase guy. He, he's going to make so many plays. He was making plays in Mobile all week or he was making plays in Mobile before he got injured. But that's another guy that I really want to
0: see where he goes. I love it, man. That's a that's a ton of prospects. And the Vikings will uh, will certainly be looking at that uh, that position group. Miles, anything for JP as we round this out?
2: Yeah, so down senior bowl, talking about senior bowl going in. I was a big fan of basically because I was watching Deontay Banks was Jacorian Bennett kinda kinda splashed for me as I watched Deontay Banks. What are your thoughts on on Jacorian Bennett as a you know, obviously a nickel, likely a nickel, but he's got some versatility, I think, too.
1: Yeah, he's got some outside chops, but being five nine, five ten, that's probably gonna lock into being a nickel. I think he can move. He can absolutely go. I like said with all the Maryland guys, I kind of worry about the guessing. I think I, I saw yeah. that a lot with Maryland, even with Deontay Banks. They kind of guessed on the outside, and you could tell when they guessed because they would get burnt for it. But you get him on as a nickel, I think that's a guy you can develop into a good nickel corner. It's gonna You're going to have to coach him a little bit out of the guessing, but I would rather coach, coach you not to guess than to yeah. coach some aggression into you. You can't really coach yep. that.
2: But yeah. you always yeah. want to you want to reel up you know, take it take it back. You never want to have to be a coach yeah. that has to push it on you.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's a guy you're not going to have to push him in terms of aggression. You're not going to have to push him at all. He could potentially be a pretty good nickel corner in the NFL. I think the size again definitely limits him to the spot, but having that coverage skill of being
0: outside that's going to help, especially in the modern offense. Absolutely. Um, well, that's that's all we have for today's show, Um, JP. I want to thank you for hopping on. Before we officially click this outro video, what are you working on over at uh, at SB Nation right now, and where can the people find you?
1: So, of course, you can find me at SB Nation at Acosta Thirty Two underscore JP on Twitter. And really, I'm working on. Whole bunch of draft stuff. I have a feature profile on Anthony Richardson that I'm working on. Was okay. able to Pro Day in Gainesville. It was just as what you expected from Anthony. <laughs> the backflip was insane to see in person. But, um, got a lot of cool draft stuff coming out. Me and my co writer Mark, co writer Jeremy Mueller we have a mock draft coming out next week. Got a lot more cool draft stuff that's coming out. We just started this uh, new series called Football Court where I pretend to be a lawyer. <laughs> it's a little hit or miss. I think, I think my lawyer skills are pretty good, but we'll have to see. We'll leave that up to the court of public opinion. But that's what i, I come down the pipe at SB Nation.
0: Perfect. I also have your uh, your Lamar Jackson article that you released today uh, all queued up and ready to read why he would be a good uh, fit for the, the Falcons, but why it isn't happening quite yet. So you can check that out on SB Nation. Uh, have a ton of great guests coming up in, in the coming weeks here. Uh, Next week, Devin Jackson of the Philly Inquirer is joining us. Declan Goff of Score North, as well as Alec Lewis from The Athletic. So make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Come back to next week. And uh, until next time, Vikes. Skull Vikes. Whatever. (laughs)